1: Coming to you from our studios in beautiful downtown Orlando, right off of I-4. Actually, I can't say downtown. It feels like downtown, but we're right here. And with me today, my buddy, Tim Kaufman. My goodness, you've been up several times. The first time I met you was at the chamber meeting. That's right. I I didn't know who you were. My bad. (laughs) Oh, no. No. It was was great, but Tim is here. He's one of the uh, featured singers at the big Christmas is... That's coming up
0: this weekend. It's here, my friend. It has arrived. We've been working uh, all year, practically, toward this uh, moment. Two performances on Saturday, uh, 1 p.m. matinee, and then a 6 p.m. evening. And uh, this is the third um, year that I'm doing this, Mike. I've got to say it's the strongest show of the three. Yeah. Of the, uh, the, you like the music in this year's presentation better? I've always loved the music. I think Thurlow Spur is a master at uh, putting programs together, at selecting music. There seems to be a flow to this one. Yeah. Uh, there seems to be, I don't know, just something different about this one. And um, it's certainly, um, well, we were in Detroit. Uh, last weekend we did three performances, mm-hmm. and we've had uh, I think around 153 or four people pray to receive Christ. We received decision cards from them, and uh, they're being followed up uh, by one of the local churches there, and with um, uh, I believe Thurlow uses uh, Billy Graham's follow up material, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, gets them on a mailing list, so they're uh, they're given some uh, direction on, on how to begin their new life in Christ. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's something about Thurlow that I've always loved. He is more than just an entertainer, although he is that he's more than just a director Mm -hmm. of music, but boy, is he ever that, but he really has this side about him that they're really gospel centered. They love the fact that they are singing about the greatest story that's ever been told. And more importantly, the people who hear that story can respond and give their hearts to the Lord. And I, I saw the twinkle in Thurlow's eye when he's telling me all about that.
0: It really means a lot to him. It it always has. He's the son of a pastor, uh, born in a tiny town up in upstate New York, Perth, New York. Um, they don't have one stoplight. They have a blinker light that's that small. <laughs> and uh, that's great. But uh, but yeah, Thurlow is all about the gospel.
1: Yeah, he really is. And. You know, he came up the first year, it was going to be here three years ago, and I was not able to make it that year because of uh, a trip that we had planned and had to take for a family member that we ended up losing not that long afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so we were really glad we went, but very sorry that we missed that first Christmas is here at Calvary a couple of years ago now. And like you said, last year we, we got to go. And I got to see you, of course, my daughter is in it, sings with you, and uh, my and son And what is- a
0: singer she is. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, this girl, Stephanie has a voice that is crystal clear. Um, you remember how it was just so easy to listen to Karen Carpenter. Mm-hmm. That's Stephanie. Wow. She can belt it as well. Yeah.
1: You probably wouldn't... I'm sure she's listening to this in some form, either on the podcast. I think you just made her year right there <laughs> to say such a nice thing like that. I really appreciate that. She is great. Uh, we love her. I, uh, she's, I've, got, I've, I've had the privilege of having a musical family, and mm-hmm. I've grown up listening to these girls, listening to Stephanie all those years. We followed her around when she was doing caroling. She still is a caroler, and oh, those... I saw
0: that on Facebook yesterday. She oh, had yeah. her
1: first one in the books for the year. Yep. She's already doing that. And <laughs> I know that because of the fact that this show is now, this is her second year of doing this big program. And it is the, in my mind, this is the holiday
0: treat of the year right now. It, it's the, the one that you want to hit. Yeah. For Orlando and Central Florida, um, Everyone needs to go to christmasis.us, not .com or .org, .us, is. Get a ticket, bring a friend, um, and if there's anyone that you've been wanting to witness to or to share Christ with, share your faith with, this is a perfect opportunity to bring them uh, under the sound of the gospel in one of the most creative ways presented.
1: You know, we've talked about that. Thurlow came up again this year in July. Uh So we always have with Thurlow now, Christmas in July. And it's so much fun in the heat of the summer to be playing these Christmas songs and songs that we all love and you know because you, it's on two acts the the presentation a more traditional almost like a variety show is what it feels like when you're watching act 1 i mean you've got these great songs and the big full orchestra he's got the baton he's directing he's directing it
0: away he's got uh, terry winch and the brass uh, and um Stephanie and I, uh, join, uh, two other guys, two other gals, mm-hmm. and we form a sextet and we do a couple of medleys of all the Christmas carols, uh, all the Christmas songs. And, uh, you close your eyes and it's almost like going back to an Andy Williams it's Christmas a, exactly. special. Exactly. It is that kind of
1: a variety show yeah. feel where the music is big it's the big band sound. And yeah, you know, I love I love all of that. The orchestra, full orchestra. It's just amazing, and it's happening live. And you know, Calvary is such a beautiful venue to begin
0: with. That it's like a, it's like a performing arts center. Well, I love the stage there because there's so much room to do so much. Yeah, I mean, you can move around. You can really. We were on very limited stages uh, this past weekend. We had uh, probably about a cast of about 75 or 80. We'll break 100 in the cast this weekend. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's it's the thing to come to for the Christmas season this year. It really is. Uh, I
1: highly, highly recommend it. And really, it's the best time to buy right now. I mean, this... Black Friday special that Thurlow put on, Yeah, I'm thinking like, wait a minute, I bought my ticket, you know, a long time ago (laughs) and they've got buy two, get two right now. And I was unaware of that. Yeah. Buy two, get two all the way to Friday. So friends, there's no excuse. You got to do this. Bring your family. And trust me when I say, you know, I had... um, I had, uh, we replayed an interview I did year a year ago with Walter Rodriguez Jr., who is the guitar player that will be playing there as well. Mm. And we were talking about this event, and, and Thurlow as well, when he was here, how that from the moment you park your car, you, the Christmas is in the air because you're hearing music. The kids have a petting zoo. Oh, yeah. The face painting There's so much fun for the kids. Then you walk into the lobby and they've got a couple of different acts going on in the lobby. And of course, Calvary's lobby is magnificent and they've just got all these pockets and a big escalator that goes up and Walter Rodriguez playing amazing guitar and you walk into this thing, but when you are there and you're hearing this, it really is like something that we would have grown up with hearing on TV. Yeah. But you're hearing it live with this incredible orchestra and amazing singers. And I'm just so honored to have you here, my friend, because you're one of those singers.
0: Well, we um, we work hard. Uh, it doesn't, uh, two or three of the songs I just got, stuck on and I had to, uh, I had to employ and remember, uh, comfortingly that there's a rule with memorization. You learn, you forget, you relearn, and then you've got it. But two or three of the songs, as far as, uh, they were very challenging yeah. and I usually get music really quick. Well, this stuff was, uh, there were three songs that were really challenging yeah. And that required the extra effort, so I think everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised at the the level of the quality that that there is uh in this uh presentation.
1: Well, no doubt Orlando has great musicians oh, all
0: over the area
1: yeah, I mean this is uh, central Florida it's the vacation capital of the world, so you do have a a lot of these musicians are professional musicians. And they play in the parks, and they do all of this. And I know you have been a professional musician for how many years?
0: Well, I guess uh, you could say since I was um, 19. Wow. uh, Just had my 70th birthday last month, so that's 51 years professional.
1: Isn't that something? And I know you've traveled around. You've been flown here and flown there. And we were talking before this program began about just the fatigue that's going on right now with American flights. Oh my! Uh, they're they're Don't not get as dependable. <laughs> they're not as dependable as they used to be, it seems. And so, my goodness, when you're flying, uh, that the flying itself can take a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. But I know Bob is coming. Bob Pickett is uh, coming in. I'll have him on the program this week oh, as well. But uh, he always flies back. This is home for him but he lives now and has for the past 30 plus years in St. Louis. So I know he and and that orchestra, wherever he goes, he has a group of musicians that he works with.
0: Yeah, there's a group. uh, The reason we're going to be able to swell our ranks this weekend is because um, there's a large group from Detroit uh, coming down, and then there's a group coming from St. Louis. Yeah. And so Orlando will be the biggest show. And then I think, uh, next weekend, uh, the show is in St. Louis and, um, but, uh, our ensemble won't be going to that because they have, uh, singers out there to cover what we did in Detroit and here.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, so they have this group, the Thurlow Spurs singers, which you're officially a part of. Mm -hmm. And that's what Stephanie is in as well. And it, it is, like you said, six voices that just blend together in a way that it's breathtaking to listen to these songs this way and it just puts a smile on everybody's faces so it's got to be a lot of fun for you
0: yeah it is and um i think um i think we've got a sound uh you know last year we sounded good this year we sounded better uh because of familiarity and mm-hmm. knowing how to uh to match and blend um so i see us possibly singing for several years well, that's awesome I hope so. And I know that, uh, last year at kind
1: of at a late moment, uh, my son-in-law stepped in Chris yes, Jesse, he did, and, and I
0: understand he has a role in this year's play as well. I believe he is the innkeeper. Mm-hmm. Stephanie is the wife of the innkeeper so they can, uh, uh, practice at home and, and <laughs> they'll, they'll get it, uh, just like they did. They'll get it cold. And, um, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun, uh, because they had a different innkeeper and wife of the innkeeper in Detroit, and um, so it'll be nice to see, uh, see them uh, playing off of each other yeah. down here.
1: Now, you've done music, as we've said, uh, for years, since you were 19. A lot of those years, you did solo ministry, where you would be on the stage alongside some of America's most well-known uh, teachers, like... Charles Stanley I yeah. know you were with him for many years.
0: Uh started um well after uh, uh let me go back to the beginning. I have I I credit uh a music director by the name of Bill Cresswell. Only people in Connorsville, Indiana and a few mm-hmm. other people around uh, uh around the country would recognize that name. Um, but he when I was 14, he assembled about uh 15 of us teenagers. He was all about next-generation development. He mm-hmm. had a choir of 80 at our church of 1,200 in Connersville, Indiana. And out of the 80 that were wow. in the adult choir, 20 were from the teen department. And he would form trios and quartets, and this ensemble started singing when I was 14. Well, he then formed a quartet. I was the youngest. I was 15. There were two 16-year-olds. There was a 17-year-old. And we started singing and we had a blend that was just um exquisite. Mm-hmm. And that lit the fire under me uh because we were listening to the Imperials back then. Oh, yeah, we were man. listening to gospel music uh um and and that lit a fire to have a music ministry itinerantly. Um after three years at Cedarville, um being a baseball major. <laughs> I was oh my grades were so I, I, I made C's. <clears throat> I made C's. You were a high C. I high was C. a high C. <laughs> and um uh but uh I was I was in college for one reason to play baseball. Well um after three years I found myself at Ward of Life and the summer of 74 uh I was presented with the opportunity to join Jack Wertzon and three gals and two other guys uh, a sextet to travel with Jack and my father came up uh uh with my mother that summer and said um, and I said to him I said dad there's this great opportunity but you know I just finished my junior year I got scouted by the Reds the Pirates and as a left-handed pitcher and I wanted to go to my senior year and I said dad what do you think this opportunity to join them or go back and finish college he said look he said and Dad had played basketball at IU, and so he knew uh, athletes. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he said, look, son, he said, you're good, but you're not good enough. You don't have the fire in the belly. You don't have the heater fastball. You got great control, but you don't have the heater. And you're going to sing for the rest of your life. This is your career opening. Take it. That's some great advice. It was it was honest, and I knew yeah. he was right. Yeah. And so I've, uh, I forwent my senior year, finished up a couple of years later in college. But, uh, that year changed the total trajectory. Mike, I got paid to do radio, television, record, to sing in Bermuda, the Bahamas. In Australia, at the Sydney Opera House, Madison Square Garden, oh, wow. we went all over the world yeah. singing. That was the only year that Word of Life ever did something like that with their itinerant group and it was and that just poured fuel on the fire and uh After I worked at a church uh and school uh staff for three years, my wife Alicia and I. Uh, went out on the road. She was my sound man. I was the soloist. <laughs> and um, uh, until we had our our uh, first uh, children, our twins, uh, she was on the road with me. I spent uh, 22 years in full-time itinerant ministry um, on the road, gone 48 weekends a year, and uh, was home during the week, and got to sing with uh, starting in 1985 Charles Stanley mm-hmm. and that went till about 2000 uh in 99 started uh, appearing at Adrian Rogers Loveworth Finding program oh my goodness so yeah. it it was a ride
1: yeah uh, any of your recordings on those programs from Adrian uh
0: some of the song, all the songs that yeah. uh I ever did on uh radio or television with them is on one of my albums oh. um uh, which are all on CD now. You know, he's been gone for all these
1: years. but 2006, it's yeah. hard to believe. Yeah, but he is still on, yep. uh, he's on our stations on the weekend, Yep. and we love him. It's just so good. I know James Dobson has been featuring one of his messages ah. uh, for about three days last week, and it was just so good. He had a clear voice way ahead of his time. Yes. I mean, boy, you talk about, really being able to zero in on what is happening And his messages though he's been gone that long they sound like they were preached yesterday.
0: Yeah, they're he he was very careful. He knew that he was going to have a legacy ministry so he was very careful uh and I'm really close friends with his son Steve. Steve Rogers is an amazing musician, amazing writer mm. uh and uh Steve and I've done a number of projects together but uh in conversation with Steve, Adrian knew that he was going to have a legacy ministry. And so he wouldn't date himself. Yeah. Uh, very rarely. I've noticed that I'm thinking he had to have front of mind, the
1: decision-making to keep from making some statement that would have to only be edited out later, you know, for use to keep it as we say in the business evergreen. You got to keep your stuff evergreen.
0: There's a new one. I've never heard that before. (laughs) I'll file
1: that. Okay, that's a good one. Tim Kaufman is my guest. I'll be back with Tim in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd.
0: E.C. Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, E.C. Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Palm
1: Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study, an evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, In the studio today with my friend Tim Kaufman. He lives in the Orlando area. He's also a worship leader at Liberty Church. That's where we've had Art Alley appear uh, numerous times, and he'll talk about Liberty. And uh, the pastor that is there, Paul Blair, who is a friend, he's out in Oklahoma. But he is, uh, Liberty is kind of like a Campus church for them. Right. And so he's preaching
0: via video there at Liberty, but you lead worship live, man. You're there. Coming up on one year this Sunday. Started uh, the first Sunday of December last year. And uh, it's been a really good ride. Um, We've um, uh, moved from uh, just myself and a pianist to. Uh, We brought in uh, Derek Johnson's pianist, Robert Walker, uh, starting uh, in July. That's amazing. This guy can play anything, in any key, any style. Mm -hmm. And so I have been, for the last uh, five months, very spoiled, uh, happily. And um, uh, we add some uh, tracks, Mm -hmm. since we don't have other musicians, but uh, we have another keyboardist and tenor, uh, Peter Osborne. And I was able to coax out of semi-retirement uh, Debbie Hart. Uh, she is a, has a beautiful soprano voice, uh, PK, pastor's kid, and uh, so knows the ropes of ministry. So we have a nice uh, vocal group. Um, I've even put Robert on mic uh and he can add to it so we actually have a quartet of four really nice voices and a live piano live keyboard and some tracks and mm-hmm. it's it's working So for people who don't understand what that means for
1: tracks, these would be accompaniment pieces that the live piano player will play alongside and the singers who are singing live would sing over the top of, but it kind of gives just a little bit of accompaniment underneath you that would have things like uh, drums or other guitars or or whatever, whatever, uh, keyboards. And you can kind of choose what you want in the mix and what mm-hmm. you don't want. And
0: it's a great technology that most big churches are using. It First time I ever saw it was uh, at a um, Sandy Patty concert in the early 90s. And she had a pianist that would um, appear with her. And the track came up. And then this guy is playing live uh, with her and doing a lot of fills. And I was just mesmerized. And I said, I got to make that work. Well, when I became... A worship leader at a church in 2004. It was a church of about a thousand. They had an organist and a pianist and nothing else. And uh, I, and, and the way they would always do it is that they would use the organ and piano for congregational singing. Then they would uh, have the choir sing with a track. Well, I started um, uh, bringing in the organist and the pianist mm-hmm. with the, uh, and, and they were just like we've never done this before. I said, exactly. Yeah. And it added so much, especially uh, when we would bring in the organ and I would bring them in maybe halfway through the song and just kind of as a as a lift and uh, got kind of creative with it. And now there are companies like Lifeway, uh, Song Select that you can basically go in and you can uh, get the track you want with the mix you want. And it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing for small churches. It really is. It's a customizable thing, too. Yes. So
1: even with these tracks, let's say you have a guitar player, you can actually eliminate the electric guitar player that uh, you don't need, and you have all the other stuff that's there. Uh, or if you want uh, him to play acoustic that day, then you can put the electric back in. Yeah. And so it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, again, if it's done correctly, no one in the congregation really realizes that it's there. It's just nice. Yeah. And they may be doing like what you're doing, like looking around, where's, uh, where's that instrument playing, you know? And, and if that's the case, then they just have to get used to that. But, yeah. you know, back in the day, I mean, I remember, uh, being so surprised and it's funny how some of us can be troubled by things like learning like when i learned the monkeys weren't the band the monkeys they were not playing their own instruments Uh, that was devastating to me as a young guy i'm thinking what they're not playing guitar they're just actors they were just they were just actors (laughs) that's right but uh it is wonderful to have technology where you can fill out parts
0: and put that music on. And again, uh, most big churches are doing this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Everybody's playing live. I I went to a Guns N' Roses concert probably 15, 20 years ago, and they they were playing with their tracks. Yeah, they were playing live, and they were playing with their tracks. Yeah. Uh, everybody is supplementing, um, and um, uh, as long as it's um, as long as it's the. Um, original vocalists, I, you know, uh, I'm not going to do a Milli Vanilli and put, uh, <laughs> yeah. put other fake vocalists in, but it's, yeah. it's a great thing to, to you know, and, and in regard to worship, um, you know, people are used to hearing excellence and quality in radio and television. And so their ear has been trained to listen for what's good and I've always contended, I don't care what style of music you use, whether you uh, worship in a traditional style, whether you worship in a, what we do is blended style, or whether you worship in a contemporary style, there has to be two things. Number one, it has to be good. And secondly, it has to be life giving. Mm -hmm. If it is anointed by the spirit of God, I don't care what style. If it's life-giving, it's life-giving. Right.
1: Now, you mentioned good, and I think there's a lot to be said about that. Some people will say, (laughs) well, you just do the best that you can do. And I think a lot of people uh, are are a little confused about the effort to be excellent. But even in Scripture, we read that they were the musicians that David chose for the temple
0: were there because they were excellent excellent musicians. The word excellence is used in the Old Testament, and the word skilled is also yeah. used. Uh, Don Wertzen, um helped me a lot with this. He wrote uh, in his early career with John W. Peterson. He was a staff musician. It's uh, sing chord and then singspiration. And um, Don um, Don went to Moody, then he went to Dallas Seminary because he wanted to uh, write accurate biblical lyrics and he wanted to know the original languages. In fact, when he wrote his version of The Lord is My Shepherd, Psalm 23, he studied for six weeks in the Hebrew text before he started writing um, his version. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need, and goes on from there. Mm-hmm. And um, so Don said God was very intentional in having uh, not all the Levites, just a select few of the Levites be the singers and the players. And if they sang, uh, they really didn't play. If they played, they really didn't sing. They focused on what they were called to do. I'm sure there were some who were crossovers, but there was a music staff for King David and for King Solomon um, that was dedicated exclusively and only to the music and the worship of Israel. It's, uh, it's tough when you've got a voice that's not,
1: let's say, ready for prime time, and they're up there on that microphone, amplified,
0: and it, it it can be a real distraction it if it's is.
1: not if it's not right.
0: It takes away from worship. It yeah. doesn't contribute to worship. And I've always you know one of the things that uh, starting in two thousand four I started doing church music consulting, and I would be brought in. And one of the one of the things that some of the the either the senior pastor or the music director uh, that they would request is we really need to move some people out. And so we're hiring you in to be the bad guy. And one of the who' way- <laughs> are going to be the heavy. <laughs> yeah, the heavy. And and so one of the things that, that I knew going in, well, if they're not gifted in this area, I know that the Holy Spirit has given them a spiritual gift or two or three or four. Mm-hmm. And so what I would do is I would administer a spiritual gifts inventory or assessment, and... Um, and we would find out what their spiritual gift was and would we would then reroute them or replug them and so it it you know some people say well I really want to sing well yeah i know that you really want to sing but that's not how god has gifted you specifically here is where your gifting lies and let's replug you so that you and the body can benefit And it was a softer way of being able to tell people you really don't have a voice.
1: Yeah, it's a lot easier than the, let's say, the days of Donald Trump when he was on The Apprentice and he looks at him and says, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty rough right there. Yeah. If you've got somebody auditioning for it. Uh, But I, I think we all realize when it's done right it is a blessing. When something's not right, it can be a complete distraction. So that's a a worthy thing. And I like your method of being kinder, gentler leader in all of that. So that works. Tim, you've uh, got a song out that
0: you've sung all over the place. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to play it for folks. So all the way back in 1966 or seven, uh, and Mike, you'll remember this, we were singing with Tracks on reel-to-reel reel oh, if, yeah. yeah. if we had the money and the equipment to yeah. be able to do that. Otherwise, we were um, left to a pianist. Um, in 1977, John W. Peterson created the Good Life Company and they started putting out um, cassette tracks that people could ta sing with. Yeah. And one of the very first tracks, and they went to London and used the London Symphony Orchestra. They used Bob Krogstad as the arranger. He was just um, cranking these. uh, He and John W. Peterson, they were just cranking out song after song after song. And I started collecting those tracks to sing with, and one of them was Oh Glorious Love. Well, it was literally like just fitting uh, a hand in glove and um it became my signature song and i started singing it in 77 recorded it in portuguese when i went to portugal oh my goodness And we translated it with one of the portuguese young men and uh i started singing it over in portugal recorded it over there in portuguese Uh, came back and did a full album in 1981 with the title Oh Glorious Love, and it, it just became my signature song.
1: Well, there it is, Oh
0: Glorious Love. This
1: is Tim Kaufman, and that is the title, Oh Glorious Love. Unfortunately, due to internet licensing restrictions, we're not able to play this song. That my friend is the definition of smooth. That was Tim Kaufman with "Oh Glorious Love," and you know Tim, uh, you've sung songs like that one. I know you've uh, you've got to do so many fun things in your life, but when you sing a song, you were talking earlier about that one feature that God gives—the anointing of God. Mm-hmm. That's got to be really amazing when you've got this big orchestra playing behind you and you're out there. But more importantly. You're focus on the audience of one, and and the anointing hits you.
0: That's got to be a fun feeling for you. It's um, it's not only um, it. it I, how would I des- how would I describe it? It's liber- liberating because you're really at liberty. You know that God's doing something yeah. um, a little extra. Yeah, I remember being in Ohio. Um, And I had had a really, really rough weekend, and I did not want to sing this morning, but I was on the calendar, I was contracted, I was obligated, and I was singing in a Nazarene church just outside of Columbus, Ohio, and I had sung about three songs. I was getting ready for my fourth song. I started singing. And as I was singing this song, someone got up on one side of the auditorium, walked over to the other side, spoke with someone. They both came forward to the altar. Two more people talked with another person. These three people come to the altar. This is all happening while I'm singing. I'm singing this song and I'm looking over at the pastor And by the time I got to the end of the song, there were almost 40 people at the altar. Oh, my goodness. Weeping, and there was something happening in the audience, and the pastor came up, and he said, very obviously, we need to respond to what the Holy Spirit is doing here right now. And I've never had a moment like that before, and I've had something like that since maybe once or twice. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, something like that happened last weekend in Christmas Is up in Detroit. Oh, wow. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing more about Christmas Is from
1: you in a moment. When we return, Tim Kaufman, he is a featured tenor in this incredible program called Christmas Is coming up this Saturday. It's here, friends, and it's going to be a Calvary Orlando Two performances at one and six, I believe it is, at Calvary. And you can get more information at christmasis.us, christmasis.us. I'll be back with Tim Kaufman in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax
0: help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095.
1: Back again with my friend Tim Kaufman, who is up. And uh, this is a big week for anyone in Central Florida. I encourage you, whether you're in Gainesville even or in the Ocala area. And I know Thurlow has always pitched because he has a lot of friends that are in the villages area. Oh, right. And uh, so that's not very far away. So if you're hearing this, really encourage you to come out and see Christmas Is. And that's going to be at Calvary, Orlando. And it's going to be Saturday from there's a one o'clock performance. And then again, at five o'clock, six o'clock. Is it six? One and and six. One and six. Did I say five earlier? I don't think so. Okay, good. I hope I didn't. If you did, shame on you. Shame on me. One and 6 p.m. I should know that since I'm going to the 6 p.m. Oh, you are. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be there, man. I'll be watching and rooting on you and Stephanie and all the other great performers that are in this thing. And uh I got to meet Walter Rodriguez last year. Took my picture with him, the guitarist. Then, the guitarist, yeah. yeah. He's one of my guitar heroes, and I've I followed him for years and I couldn't believe I was going to get to see him. Where's he from? He lives in the Miami area. So he'll come up state to be a part of this. But uh, Thurlow had watched him play and uh, was really taken, so invited him to be part of this big event. And so he, he came up and played. Oh, man, he's great.
0: He is. Yeah. He is. I, I um, was scurrying around last year, uh, and uh, but as I went out into the uh, uh, foyer, I heard him playing, and I just paused, and I said, whatever I'm doing can wait for another minute. Yeah, Right. He is that kind of player. Yeah. He's truly gifted. And boy, you talk
1: about a guy that loves the Lord. Oh, that's great to know. such a, a real firm believer and really is a wonderful uh, player. He was trained, uh, I think, uh, you know, he grew up uh, under the jazz and uh, mm. kind of what's that, Bossa Nova type of... Yes. Uh, he, Brazilian type. Brazilian, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so... He is very gifted in all of that and plays uh, just beautiful classical arrangements of hymns and popular songs. yeah, he's he's really going to be it. Uh, I say this to him all the time. He's worth the price of admission right there. Yeah, but my goodness, then you've got these uh, aerial dancers they they dance in the air if that's possible. I yeah, mean,
0: they do that. Uh, there's ballroom dancers, there's aerialists, uh, and then these kids that are in um, Thurlow's Wife, Kathy, has an academy. Kathy Miss Kathy's Academy. Miss Kathy's Academy, and these kids just love her. And I'll tell you what, I love watching her with these kids. I mean, she's got the patience of Job with uh, gathering all of that energy and ordering it, and these kids are good on the stage. They came out and started... uh, The first time I had seen them do one of their uh, dance routines was uh, when we were actually doing the live performance. Oh my goodness. We didn't even get a chance at at one point to do uh, a a warm-up and it was like, wow, they're good. They were all coordinated and just doing all their moves together. So it's it's fun. Now, some of those
1: are siblings in a family (laughs) that came up uh, and was on my show last year their name is escaping me right now but boy they were great they they came up and visited with me a couple of young ladies and one young man that were siblings and
0: they were featured in one of the songs do the two girls look like they could be twins i think so okay yeah, yeah. i know who you're talking about yeah. um
1: olivia and i think that's chris it. or chrissy yeah i think you've got it i'll have to look it up but they were on my program last december oh, cool. after the show and their mom brought them up and boy, are they talented. Yeah. They're yeah, really, they really, really are. a lot of fun. And you know, the the thing about this event, you know, when you look at, I, I think supporting the arts mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Yeah. But when you can support the arts that happen to be Christian arts, yeah. when they are in a local church like this, mm-hmm. I think that is something we should be doing. We should be out there. And I got, God bless Thurlow. I mean, you know, we almost lost Thurlow after last year's uh, event.
0: We did a uh, very close call. He was in the ambulance and uh, uh some say that um he passed yeah. and came back. I mean, he flatlined. Yes, they uh, did. we know that and uh, At the least lord once. brought him back yeah. and I believe that um that he has taken his uh shall we say survival As an indication that he's not done yet. January 1st, I think he's going to be 90. Can you imagine still doing what he does? Started doing shows like this. It was either 1962 or three. Yeah. You know, when he was up here,
1: we talked about that because he's truly, I know this is a term that's kind of tossed out there all the time. People call other people legendary or mm-hmm. legends in yeah. music, but if there is such a thing that applies to Christian music, yeah. Thurlow is a legend. He really is. He started off; he was like the <laughs> originator of a lot of the sound mm-hmm. that uh, that morphed into contemporary Christian music. Yeah. I mean, he he was a, a
0: trailblazer in that. He took um, he took the big band sound and um, um, He sanctified it, I believe. (laughs) That's
1: well said. Yeah. Yeah. He took this uh, kind of a thing that people grew up, you know, he told me, he said, you know, Mikey, he said, I would watch things like Mitch Miller Mm -hmm. and that great band sound, the great orchestra sound. And he asked himself the question, why can't we have this in the church? Right. And it was that kind of a driving motivation that led him to say, well, maybe
0: I'm the one that's to do it and he certainly was. He did. In fact, I remember as a teenager, and this would be around 1968 or nine, I was freshman or sophomore in high school. I remember watching the Thurlow Spur movie, Face the Music, in a teen department that they had just done. I think they cut that in 64 or 5, something like that. How about that. And watched Thurlow Spur as a teenager and thinking, wow, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. They did all that music that became very popular used. In fact, some of it early on was criticized. Oh yeah. And of course, I think one of Thurlow's mentors uh, was, oh, the name escapes me all of a sudden. What's um, Ralph Carmichael. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, Ralph Carmichael kind of mentored. He, he was a trailblazer as well. Yeah. And so uh, Thurlow picked up the the torch and walked with him
1: that's right and of course ralph would be the one whose music would have been in uh the run uh, run baby run and yeah. uh, some of the movies of Nikki, who uh went on to be the story of of uh, david or crew nicky Cruz dave wilkerson dave wilkerson and that yeah. whole the cross yeah, and the switchblade he
0: scored those
1: didn't he yeah 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 the, the Restless Ones was another one yep. of the movies that they did. So, I mean, all of this is really so much fun. And Mike, we're that, showing
0: our age. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of people who go like, The Restless what? <laughs> 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 who? How, who is that? Who is David Wilkerson? I mean, you know, there's probably people who ask that today. And I, I say, well, you are... You're young. That's why you would not remember all Just that. Google it. Just Google it. That's right. <laughs> Go on and Google it. But Thurlow was right there and brought that ultimately to mainstream. And uh, you know, when I was a young man in our church in Indiana, went over to a church and heard this group called Festival of Praise, a traveling kind of choir, mm. and the guy leading that. And long before I moved to Orlando. The guy leading that was Bob Pickett. So I met him back. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the guy. He was Thurlow's director of Festival of Praise. I see.
0: I did not know that. Yeah, well, now when you see Bob this week, you have to tell him that. Yeah, that's right. uh, I know that Bob's been with uh, Thurlow for a very long time. Yeah, he was the director of all of that. So all of these uh, wonderful
1: people. uh, We haven't mentioned yet Bruce Hughes who, a uh, piano player,
0: he and Jerry Nelson will be doing the dueling pianos Yes, at Christmas is. Then Terry Winch uh, has been with Thurlow since uh, uh, the late 60s, early 70s. Terry is the orchestra arranger yeah. and uh, puts, the, uh, puts the brass and uh, everything else down on paper that the live players are playing. And so um, it, it's interesting that you have people who have been with Thurlow almost their entire lives. Of course they've done other things. They but they come together for these events that Thurlow puts together. It's like a and big he, reunion. It, it yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. But they all know each other's DNA. They know their their strengths, their faults, and they come together and they just say, you know what? Uh we're going to work together because we know how good it can be we can use our talents for the glory of God. We can put Him on display. It's not about putting ourselves on display. These are gifts, you know. Uh, somebody said to me one one time, uh, "My, you're such a wonderful singer." And I just my response immediately is, "It's a gift. Uh, yeah. It it it's it's a gift that I'm required to steward, to develop, to maintain." Uh, but it's it's a gift, and none of these players are arrogant in any way. Nobody is is. It's just so beautiful to see real Christian artists right. come together and and take what God has given them, pull it together, and put Him on display. Oh, I love it. You know, we I'm going to play just a little bit of one of the
1: songs that you're going to be singing with the Thurlow Spurs Singers. And uh, that will be featured. I've got just enough time to do just a little bit of this song as a teaser. This is going to be one of the songs from Christmas is Come On, Ring Those Bells. Unfortunately, due to internet licensing restrictions, we're not able to play this song. Oh, that whole that medley right there is just so fantastic. And that's one of the many songs that you guys will be singing on and really
0: loving everything about them. We're singing on that while... Uh, Miss Kathy's troupe is dancing and they're in cowboy and cowgirl outfits with all of this fringe flying oh my while goodness. they're doing it. And it it's fun to stand behind them and watch it while we're singing. Oh, I can't
1: wait to see it. And that solo that you heard is going to be, I understand that's going to be my daughter singing. That. Yep. That's her spot in that, yeah. in that medley. Wow. That's going to be so much fun. Tim, thanks for coming up one more time and being with me. And I'm looking forward to seeing Bob hopefully later this week. As he'll be up here as well this coming Saturday. It's the big performance. You've got to stay healthy, my
0: friend. Oh yeah, I'm uh, taking extra herbs, <laughs> it's uh, right. taking uh, you know whatever I uh, load up on do. vitamins. Yeah. Yep.
1: That's it. Tim Kaufman, one of the featured soloists, a tenor that you're going to love hearing this coming Saturday, one o'clock. And 6 p.m. at Calvary Orlando, you can get tickets right now. Thurlow has a Black Friday special. You can get buy to, get to. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, uh, four for two, That's um, yeah. that's that's pretty generous. And it's going to be a wonderful time to kick off the Christmas season in the right way, a happy way, a joy-filled way. And that will be at uh, Calvary again, one and six. Go to christmasis.us, christmasis.us. Tim, it's always good to see you, my friend. Always good. Let's do it again. We will be. And friends, thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you next time on Afternoons with Mike.